Welcome to Amuna is our future. We're dealing with tragedy. Dealing with these tragic times that we've gone into, not just as a nation, but as the world, with the sad news of the passing of Rabbi Lord Sachs, someone who I look up to very, very much and has inspired me very much as part of this Amuna is our future series. He's someone who gives me the ability to communicate and improve myself on a daily level. And it's a tragic... That's right, it's a tragic moment. We're just making sure everything's set up. Let's just get this. It's the first time I'm using this new thing, so you just have to excuse me one moment. Here we go. There we go. Thank God we got new equipment for our Amuna Tour class going live tomorrow night with Rav Shalom Arush. And we'll be having our rabbi here in the studio next to me. I'll be sitting on the other side and we'll be welcoming your questions. We already have, thank God, a large list of response and questions. It's exciting that you guys get to join us on a weekly level with the rabbi, Rav Shalom Arush. And he also is an inspiration. He's our host here in Chesed in Brez of Israel. And this is the kind of people we need in our, in our world right now, more than ever, to inspire us. But so how do we deal when something tragic happens? God forbid everyone should be healthy and well. Please God, the coronavirus should go away. But how do we process the passing of such a great man like Rabbi Lord Sachs? That's what we're going to discuss today alongside some other updates and my feeling, I'm very feeling very emotional, bottom line, is when I found out after Shabbat this week, came out and, you know, a new week, new opportunity. I didn't feel totally great inside something, you know, you get these like little like gut feelings that something's off. And I was feeling that, but I didn't know where to put it. Like, what? why am I feeling off? You know, I'm hoping this week's going to be good. The, you come out of Shabbat, the day of rest, the Shabbos after connecting and you've disconnected to reconnect and you're feeling, you know, closer to Hashem. But at the same time, the week's coming on and what you have to take care of. And you need to suddenly start thinking about, well, you know, what, what, what's ahead of me? And suddenly comes online, Twitter, Facebook, everything there. Rabbi Lord Sachs, Brook Dynamis, and it's an ocean of feeling and heartfelt emotion, not just by the Jewish people, but the whole world. And that's been this last few days. I'm sure everyone who's listening now live and who's been involved spiritually, emotionally, or even physically in had the merit to meet Rabbi Sachs is feeling the loss. And for me, coming from London and growing up in part of the United Synagogue world, you know, I didn't go so much, honestly. I, I actually never met Rabbi Sachs, even though my wife has and my parents have. In fact, my parents even brought me a siddur when they came to Israel once, which was from Rabbi Sachs and had a nice message from Rabbi Sachs to me. And uh, I really appreciated that, Siddur. But one of the inner ways of processing, at first, it just felt dark. It felt lost. I felt like, who is going to fill this space? Like, in the world, who is there that can communicate with such clarity, with such dignity? And with such intelligence. Yeah, and someone 
just posted now on a Facebook Live. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of, you know, classes right now which reflect what you're saying about freaking out. I'd pre- prefer to use the word anxiety or concern. Personally, I wouldn't get too dramatic, like, uh, you know, like this person mentioned a Holocaust, God forbid, you know, please God, the world has learned from history and, you know, we as a people have learned and we should never have to see such a tragic experience like the Holocaust. And that's something which I don't think we'll ever recover until the Mashiach is here from such a tragic event. I mean, if anyone was watching online recently, I, I mention it just because it's very inspiring, but Shlomi Zion, who we had in the studio speaking about unity with Rav Shalom Orish, and he's a great writer as part of Abbey Magazine. And he was on a, a very nice a YouTube channel, Peter something, San Diego or something. And he was on that channel introducing the world to the Hasidic community. And it was very encouraging. And he himself mentioned there that, you know, that a lot of the people in this community have gone through the Holocaust or were from survivors who went through the Holocaust. And I have Rabonim, who I'm very inspired by, who went through the Holocaust. Now, Rabbi Sachs, I believe, was in London, as I was growing up. You know, I wasn't alive then, but my father was. And that was a different experience, you know, having such a upbringing in England. We heard about the Blitz and, you know, all the different crazy bombings and struggles and ration cards that the English Jewry went through and all the refugees that came through. And of course, everyone has a different historic experience. But if you go into Rabbi Sachs' bio, what the point which really stuck out was when he was in university and he was starting to make his life decisions, that was, as well as his, obviously, his special upbringing from his father and his brothers but and his mother, but to have that moment in university, that, that picture that he could have gone in any direction, become a lawyer or anything other than what he became, and we would have lost all that inspiration, that we have to touch base with something which was fundamental. If you go to Tim Ferriss's interview of Rabbi Sachs, it just, I just reposted on some of my network. Tim Ferriss is an amazing podcaster and interviewer, probably one of the best interviewers around. And he mentions about Rabbi Sachs meeting Lubavitcher Rebbe. That's the, the conversation point that I want to focus on. And that was a very profound moment for Rabbi Sachs. That was where he learned, as my friend rightly put when I shared the link today, that the leadership that he understood, it's not just about finding leadership, which is what Rabbi Sachs was doing then. He was traveling around America while he was in Cambridge, and he was looking for that next level of guidance for his life. And thankfully, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, when he heard that he was trying to get in, made time and sought him out and brought him in and spoke with him and empowered him to become a leader. And they developed their relationship till he became the chief rabbi of the Commonwealth and the, uh, you know, the British Empire, whatever's left of that. But, you know, became the chief rabbi of England, of the UK. And he is the former chief rabbi. And um, me personally, that was where I met him as a kid, you know, growing up as he was on TV and seeing him always, you know, giving very respectful speeches and knowing that my family had connection with him through shul. So that was, that was my upbringing. And that compared to his, I had my time in university. I also was seeking leadership, but the key point was that he was empowered to become a leader. That was the, the message that he left us with, that we can all become leaders. That was the 
energy he took from Lubavitch Rebbe, those inspiring words, and he was able to bring it out in a way that not only empowered him to leadership, but empowered everyone around him. I just heard his daughter give a eulogy to him. On, it's on YouTube. You can look at it now on his, on Rabbi Sachs's YouTube channel. And it's amazing the way you feel that he built new generation of leaders. That his daughter herself has become a leader in her way of communication and her love for her father and the legacy, how it continues to live on. Now we are in a transition time for all of us. I mean, we just went through the American election. It's now winter. I'm wearing my jumper or sweater, as we call it in England, a jumper. You guys call it probably a sweater or wherever you are in the world, you call it different names, pullover. It's got cold and it's intense, the transition time, because the world is changing. You know, England right now itself is on lockdown. The chief rabbi of England couldn't even be at the funeral of Rabbi Sachs. And many thousands and thousands of us that were, would, have, would, have, would have been and would have, would have loved to have brought him here to the Holy Land to be buried here or where he was buried in, in England to have somehow made it there or at least have more of a communal experience. Once again, that's been prevented thanks to the corona challenge that we're still going through. And in Israel, the lockdown is lessening, but it's very gradual and it's with a lot of patience. Because, for example, you go to a shop, you have to stand outside for four or five hours. I mean, no, no, not that extreme. Stand out for an hour and wait for between every, you know, only four people at a time. So all the clothes shops that people are waiting to get the new season. It's a bit of a balagun going on out in the streets in Jerusalem, if anyone wants to go visit right now. And it's going to be this whole gradual process. Still a lot of shops not open. Maybe some won't be opening at all. So we're definitely in a challenging time. And when you're in such a challenging time, you don't want someone like Rabbi Sachs, who was such a voice up until his sudden tragic passing, it was just like, called us all off guard. We were just starting to pray for him. We heard he was unwell. We're praying. And suddenly this, the machel of the disease just took him out. And it was very sudden in a very weird, profound way. At the same time, we're hearing that Biden is now apparently going to become the president of the U.S. And we have to internalize this, these two crazy transitions in our life. Like, I'm not going to get my weekly... Pasha class from Rabbi Sachs. I'm not going to get my opportunity to tune into him when there's a climactic change or a drastic change in the world like 9-11 and he wrote that unbelievable book or all the struggles we've had with terrorism and how he so eloquently discussed it and all the different lack of unity and divisiveness has gone on more and more as time's going on in the world and he's been that voice of steady calm and that middle path of clarity and guidance that everyone in the world feels comforted by and fine there are some people like in every every great person there who are uh, opposing him you know i never actually asked ravorish himself i'm sitting in his studio so we have to have that respect that you know, does he know Rabbi Sachs? Has he had connection? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a question I'll, we can ask on uh, when we have our shir tomorrow night. It'd be something you guys can remind me to ask. And, I mean, I'm dedicating this class to Rabbi Sachs's memory and his legacy. And I'm asking you all now, as we start to internalize this and talk this out, that I'm asking all of you, to, what can you, one, how can you deal with this in a real way? Like people of God forbid, through the coronavirus, gone through real tragedies in their families and friends, work, losing a job, could be very tragic. 
You don't have, feel that stability, that ability to pay your bills or to cover things that are important like education for children and even the education systems having all kinds of struggles and then resources like I mentioned the other week you don't have the availability to access therapy or medical things that are needed or business opportunities people have been generating a lot of momentum over the years there's all these like you know motivational speakers trying to get people to be successful and now this is really the real time to be motivated because this is the hardest as Gedalia Fenster, all the training, all the years. He always says that now this is where it's really being pushed to the limit. Now we really get to prove ourselves. And now we get to take all those teachings from all our great teachers like Rav Shalom Morris is teaching us about Spodidus and the connecting. How do we bring it alive? How do we bring the Garden of Amunah series alive? How do we bring all of Rabbi Sachs's like extensive works extensive amount of emails I've had on my phones over the years, all that guidance, how do we start to bring it alive in our daily life so that we can live now, in this time, right now, as we're getting into the winter of 2020, 5781, with a corona challenge, how do we bring it alive so that we don't get pulled down, God forbid, into into a sort of depressed, you know, God forbid, uh, I didn't want to say the words, but to give up kind of mindset how could we ever give up there's no giving up and we know that with all those teachings all that guidance all that energy that's the time it was preparing us for now it was all preparing us for this moment right now and that was the light from Avram Avinu remember Avram Avinu our great forefather he was able to empower all the generations with his his holy kindness and his holy avoda and all the 10 tests that we spoke about that he went through with his holy soulmate, Sarah Menu, our, our foremother. And they were able to transform the struggles that they went through to have children and to be able to build the new generation of Yitzhak Avinu. And to, like we see in this week's Pasha, we start the Pasha with tragedy. We start Chai Sarah. Sarah, Sarah Menu, our foremother, has passed away. And now Avinu comes back from such a big test of Kenny's Yitzhak. He didn't come back and have his wife waiting for him with, you know, a hug or whatever it is, a food and drink and a whole situation of celebration that they got through the test. He came back to bury his wife. And Avinu had to deal with that. As we see from our forefathers, that often in this world, there's a lot of struggle, a lot of pain. And it's not easy. No one said it's easy. As we posted initially, I was going to call this class, you know, the challenge of dealing with, with new beginnings are always difficult. That's what it says in Chazal. So becoming the beginning of the, of the Jewish people and, and that light to the world that the world so much, thank God, can gain from, that that beginning days, that beginning foundation of such a reality in the world, and we read and tap into it on an internal level right now in Pashas Chai Sara, that Amavinu is bearing his wife and he's giving us the strength to go ahead. And he does. What does he do straight after burying his wife? He then is beginning to look for a shidduch for his son, Yitzchak Avinu. Not only is now has he bought a part of the land, the holy land, so he has now an acquisition in Eretz Yisrael. He owns Hebron. It's his property and his descendants' property till now. Not only is that happening, but there's also now the reality that Avram Avinu has the ability to create a new marriage for his son, Yitzchak, with Rivka. Personally, my daughter was born this week, Rivka. So came down the soul, Rivka. Last week's Pasha, the end of last week's Pasha. And we have the cele- celebration of the Chosna of Yitzhak Avinu this week's Pasha. Last week was his birth. 
and his, uh, sorry, and also his, uh, bris mila. And now, we, and Akedis Yitzhak, and now this week we're celebrating his wedding and his continuation of having children with Yaakov and the continuation with Esau, his brother, and how the world starts becoming reality that we see now. We have this beginning stages. It's all in the forming stage, which is usually the most delicate and gentle and has to be done in a very sensitive way. And that was Avram and Yitzhak Yaakov's power. They were forming the formation, the blueprint of creation at that time till all of eternity. So when we look into Avram's light, as we come in, it says he was bevarach with Kol, he had everything. He had everything he needed, including a daughter as well, says in the, in the explanations, that he was blessed with everything by the end of his life. But that mindset of being Samech Bachelko, of Bekomikol Kol, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, every one of them being happy with what they had and being able to pass that over to others to, to empower us. So that's what we have to do. We have to take this tragic time of Rabbi Lord Sachs passing away, Jonathan Sachs, and his, I think his Hebrew name, someone composed it there, should be a merit for him. And we should have the ability, I think it's Yaakov is one of his names, uh, part I remember. So we should have in mind that what we're doing is a continuation of all our great teachers until now. And it, thank God we have Rav Oshie, he should be, be well, Havdu Ben Chaim Chaim, he should be well until 120. We should pray for our leaders to be healthy. One of the things I do on Rosh Hashanah personally, I really pray sincerely for all our leaders, all the people that speak. But not only that, that we should become leaders. That's the point of Rabbi Sachs. We ourselves should be empowered. And he also said an important thing in Tim Ferriss's interview. He spoke about the importance of having a close group of friends who believe in you more than you believe in yourself, who empower you to do your role in the world. And that's something that was funny. It was in my group of friends that we were talking about this. But we're all here together to empower each other. You should make sure you, your group of friends, the people you're connected to online, that you speak to daily, the ones you actually talk to either face-to-face or through the different, you know, WhatsApp, groups or whatever it is, they're people who inspire you to live more fulfilled, more empowered, to, to believe more and more in your ability to make this world a positive place. That's the kind of people you need to surround yourself with. All the great, you know, speakers nowadays and, and people who, are, who, thank God, who are influencers in a good way, how you talk about how it's so important to have a good sphere of influence, people that inspire you and not to be around people that, God forbid, take away from your ability to impact. So I bless everyone who's listening in that we should learn from Rabbi Sachs. Go to his large, his large empire of books and his channels and get inspiration to go ahead. And those, God forbid, that oppose Rabbi Sachs, there are people out there. We, you can know, it's not so hard to find them online. I have no opposition towards them and I'm not trying to get involved in their opposition to Rabbi Sachs on any level. But Hashem, I'm just drawing out the part that has inspired me to grow and become, thank God, in my own little way, a little leader, in my little sphere of influence, my family, my friends, hopefully a little bit on these Torah classes, these Amunah classes, that we get a little bit of inspiration together and to learn a bit and to hopefully become a better version of myself and to help others become better versions of themselves. And this kind of positive focus, unity focus, this needs to be the focus. So the opposition that's out there is irrelevant because in the end, the life is so short. 
to waste your time arguing and finding the problems in everyone. Who has time for that? I was writing in my United Souls book recently how life is so precious every minute. Like suddenly Rabbi Sachs was here and he wasn't here. You know, suddenly people with functioning great families and suddenly they're no longer in a situation where they have a full family. Someone passed away due to this, due to that, God forbid. And we have to really appreciate the people in our life, appreciate the gift of life to turn this colder time and warm it up with love. And that's one of the things I get so inspired by, like from Avram and Sarah and Rivka, Yitzhak and Rivka and the whole Shidduch process. Eliezer, my name's Eliezer, went out to find the Shidduch and comes Rivka into the home and there's a joy that returns to Yitzhak and to appreciate the relationships, healthy relationships around us. Like Rabbi Sachs was an, a role model of, of marriage. I went home to my family in London and not religious. Yeah. Beautiful family. I grew up, thank God, very well, but they're not religious in an open sense, but they had a beautiful article in the Sunday Times, like a very, like, you know, secular English newspaper. And it was a whole bunch of pages talking about the marriage of Rabbi Sachs and his beautiful journey with his wife, Elaine. I think that's her name. And they together made a Kiddush Hashem in all the English press about their marriage, just their marriage, not the things he spoke about so intelligently. And the question is, that comes back to me, I talk about unity and trying to, and my unity podcast and relationship podcast and our, Amuna is our future podcast and I now, thank God, was just on a podcast called uh, Think Torah and I spoke about my own, you know, hopes and dreams with Rav Oresh and our Amuna Torah and all the bookings for Nissan Black and we're trying again to get the Hanukkah tour up on the road we're not giving up and we're trying to push what as much as we can to create positive energy positive events positive words of inspiration in our life so we're trying and tomorrow night like we said I love it when I see this person it gives me joy we're reaching Oklahoma the US is alive here so we have the opportunity tomorrow night to have Yoni Gabali. He's going to come on this side of me. He's going to play the guitar and sing. I mean, his friend Aaron Lagman is going to play the guitar, but he's going to sing and they're going to make great music together for us. And the Munatoy is going to be soulful music. And that in itself for me is my comfort. That their soul, we have a soul. The Rabbi Sachs' soul, and that's one of my best friends said to me Saturday night when I heard the news and we spoke to each other in London, is, you know, I was with, we're on the on the phone and we're talking and he's just saying like it's the, the point is that he's now up in the in the world of truth and he's influencing now everything from that place so what we get down about down here like you know the elections or this or that or we're happy about the election whatever it is whatever our political persuasion is we're not getting political but the point is whatever the situation is economically struggles health-wise everyone's having some sort of people someone asks wants to talk how to have the finest shidduch and once again we get inspiration from this week's past to get a shidduch all this kind of stuff that's going on and on and on in an intense way and we have to suddenly think breathe i have a soul Rabbi Sachs has a soul and his soul is communicating to us now from the higher world, from the true world, without all the blocks of the body, without the blocks of the of the physical restraints. And he's communicating us. He's sending us even more inspiration than he was down here. And he's praying for his family and for his friends. And we wish them all comfort and long life. And he's reaching out to our generation. He's understanding on the on a very, very deep level. He was just here in this world before this weekend, before Shabbos. And he saw all the divisiveness, saw all the pain, saw the struggle, the coronavirus. And he's up now with Hashem and all the Siddiquim and all the righteous people. And he's beseeching on our behalf how to make the world more, you know, I'm just getting the YouTube back on track. There we go. And this will be on YouTube, Facebook, our podcast. He's getting the world back to a place of positivity. 
And that's something which is really exciting, the ability to have someone, Melitz Yosha, to seek out for us in the higher worlds and in that place of truth. And that's important to remember that we're not only in this world, as painful as it is when a soul leaves this world, but one of the comforts is it's a soul, it's an ashama. And that's the idea with the music we want to bring here. It has to be soulful music, music that inspires our soul, not pulls us down to be more physical, to lift us up, to elevate the physical. And that was one of the great lessons from Rabbi Sachs. He went around the world and he inspired the world to become more spiritual. Even the atheists were friends with Rabbi Sachs and he was able to inspire them, hopefully on some level, or at least the people listening in, to clarify their arguments, to bring out the truth of spirituality of the soul. And that soul talk went all the world, went more global than anyone. That TED talk that he put up has gone to millions. Unbelievable talk about we becoming more selfless, becoming more soulful, caring for other people. This is the kind of trait from Avram Avinu and the idea of sharing that light with the world. And we come to Yitzhak Avinu now. We come to that time in this week's Pasha. We're transitioning now to the time more of Gavura, of more of getting that strength in place so we can deal with tragedy. All of us should have the power to turn around the tragic moments in our lives and to turn them into moments of strength and resilience and courage and power do our jobs, all of us, to, to take those lessons of truth and kindness and peace and to bring it with strength and power no matter what's going on, no matter what the situation is in the global world and with the corona challenge, that we can do our mission with simcha and joy and with amunah. And we can apply the lessons of Rabbi Oish. We can keep developing that relationship with Hashem to have that hour to clean up our heart so that all the baggage that comes sometimes and allows us the ability to process things talk to Hashem allow Him to heal our hearts to help us to give us the strength to do everything and that's the key with this we're talking to Hashem with that relationship that munator that we're working on here I'll see you tomorrow night please God and you'll send us your questions we'll take this time to strengthen ourselves even more chazak v'yamat and go ahead with the rest of this winter with simcha and joy and we should see all the tragedy turn into joy and happiness for the whole world including the Sachs family and all of the community of the world to rejoice together with the Tchir Samesim and us all with resurrection of the dead and the Binyan Bayesh Lishibim Hebimenu Amen. We have that third temple. It's going to be glorious. Can't wait to see you there. Have a great Shabbos. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Share on, please.